Welcome to Behind the Brand Podcast. Hey everyone, and uh, hi again with this. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Brand Podcast. This is episode 38, and again, I'm saying this and anything. I'm actually trying to change this, saying like, from saying like, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Brand Podcast, which I'm actually tired about it. But at the end of the day, we can't find any solution to that problem. So it is what it is, and you gotta deal with that. I mean, it's not my problem, it's your problem, whatever. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Brand Podcast where we unzip the stories behind the logos which peek the behind the curtains of corporate giant. What? What is this? What's this? One, the producer is not even listening, he doesn't care. He's like, continue, okay. I'm your host, Samir Rajeri, and today we are taking a trip down the memory lane to the wild west days of the internet. The days that you might have thought that even credit cards didn't existed, but this thing existed. Of course, let it roll in. You know, back when dial-up tones were the sound crowd of our online adventures and having an email was almost as cool as having a pager. Today's episode is about PayPal. Ah, PayPal. Today it's like the Swiss army knife in our digital wallets. But this original story was more like an episode of Silicon Valley than a straightforward tale of tech trial. And while Elon Musk is often a name most associated with the PayPal, the truth is, the PayPal saga is chock full of twists and turns and a cast of characters that will make any Hollywood scriptwriter green with NY. So let the scene. The year is 1998 and the internet is like the wild west, full of potential, but also kind of lawless, you know. In this digital frontier town, a group of visionaries saw an opportunity not to not just to take a stake, a claim, but to revolutionize how money moves around the world. Now, the brainchild of Max Levchin, Peter Thiel, and Luke Nosek. Well, I mean, you thought the founders were Elon Musk, nah. Even they were these three guys. And for secure, they decided to make a change and had an idea of having a digital money transfers. And it was like they were trying to create a financial lightsaber in a world still fighting with sticks. But here's where the plot thickens. Well, across town, another visionary, Elon Musk, was working on a similar idea with his company X.com. Right, it's the first time maybe you're going to hear this but Musk, ever a man with a plan or a thousand plans, envisioned X.com as an all-in-one financial superstore. It was a bold vision, especially considering most people were still iffy about buying anything online, and let alone moving their money around. Now, in any good story, there comes a moment of tension, a clash of titans. And if you will, Confinity and X.com were on a collision course. Well, of course, the name was not PayPal, it was Confinity, I forgot to, to tell you about that, but... In a twist worthy of soap opera, they did the unthinkable. They merged. In 2000, Confinity and X.com became one with the combined power of Levchin, Thiel, Nosek, and Musk setting the stage for something big. But hold your horses here, because the drama doesn't stop here. Not long after the merger, the company decided to focus solely on the money transfer service, which was providing, was providing to be a hit. They also ditched the X.com name and adopted the name PayPal. So it's like your pal who pays for everything. Well, not necessarily is your bank account, but what about? So in the brand fashion, there were 
there was an internal drama. Moscow was a CEO at the time and the rest of the PayPal crew didn't always see eye to eye. Musk wanted to transition PayPal's infrastructure to Microsoft Windows, while others were staunch advocates for the Unix systems they were already using. This did take equivalent of arguing over whether to tour in Europe or America first, and Musk ended up being ousted while on a much-needed vacation, and Thiel took the home. Despite the drama, or maybe because of it, PayPal continued to skyrocket. It, it continued to go methods for online payments, especially on eBay, which was their first platform, which eventually bought PayPal in 2002 for a cool $1.5 billion. Now, everyone, one of you might have read the book by Peter Thiel, Zero to One, and it talks a lot about that. I would really recommend the book. This is not affiliated or anything, but read that. It's amazing about how he talks about the PayPal days and about business. Link in the description. I'm joking. Well, absolutely diving deeper into the genesis of PayPal, he brings us to a point where innovation meets necessity in the digital age. We're in the late 90s, where time of explosive growth for the internet. Yet for all its potential, it was like the Wild West when it came to financial transaction. The idea behind PayPal or Confinity as a startup wasn't just about transferring money. It was about creating trust in an environment where trust was as secure as hen's teeth. Max Levchin, a key co-founder, was particularly interested in cryptography, which is essentially the art of writing and solving codes. Now, Levchin's fascination with this field wasn't just academic. He cited as a foundation for secure online transactions. In a world where seeing a credit card number over the internet felt akin to shouting your social security number in a crowded room. Well, Levchin and his team wanted to create a digital vault, a way to move money that was as safe as it was simple. Peter Thiel, another key player in the saga, brought a different vision to the table, which, with his sharp eye for disruption, saw PayPal as more than just a payment system. He saw it as a potential backbone for a new digital economy. And emerging minds between Levchin, Thiel, and later, of course, Musk, made this happen. Which, despite this rocky episode, Thiel would go on to become a titanic figure in the tech industry, and you will see it by yourself. Now, the people's solution was elegant in its simplicity. Well, they always, there is a saying that if you have a product, it should solve a problem and it should be a solution to a problem. So how was this solution? Well, by linking bank accounts and credit cards to a secure user-friendly platform, they removed the need for consumers to enter sensitive information for every transaction. Instead, users could pay with just an email address and a password. Now, that was it. This approach not only added a layer of security, but also significantly streamlined. That the growth story of PayPal is as much as narrative of strategic brilliance. <clears throat> well, the newly formed entity, they now known as PayPal, faced a big, big task convincing users to adopt their platform for online transactions. And this was no small feat. So PayPal's growth strategy was ingenious for simplicity and effectiveness. They introduced a referral program that essentially paid people to sign up and use the service. I think it's still on because I remember when I signed up to PayPal, I got $10. So, wow. That still goes on, and you can do that right now. This episode, again, is not sponsored by PayPal, and I've told you 10 times. If PayPal wants to sponsor, sponsor us, I would be more than glad, even though the producer, I'm paying him, and he's not doing anything. He's just sitting there editing my podcast episode, whatever. Despite this episode, PayPal stands as a, a colossal fit takes word. After a spin-off from eBay in 2015, PayPal has aggressively expanded its suite of services and its global footprint. It's no longer just a way to pay for auctions online. PayPal now offers a comprehensive array of financial services, including peer-to-peer payment via Venmo, a platform it's acquired in 2013, and merchant services through Braintree. PayPal has also made a significant inroads into the physical retail space, which allows users to pay just much easier with a security software 
and they've just created a solution to a problem. But the thing is that we have to remember that sometimes just selling your company too early might be a problem. I mean, we could reflect on the Snapchat story, which spoiler alert, we're going to create the episode one day. So hooray for everyone who uses Snapchat. But about how the Snapchat uh, CEO didn't sell to Facebook for $1 billion. And now their net worth is around $20 million. I mean, the thing with the PayPal was that if Peter Thiel, Levchin, Musk, and Nosek, they didn't sell that company by $1.5 billion in 2002, maybe they might have expanded much more. Maybe it took them longer time, but they might have expanded. But shout out to our Iranian CEO in eBay, Pierre Omidyar, who made this happen. And yeah, of course, makes the flag of Iran up always. So he's the man, he's the moment, and he created that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there we have it. The roller coaster ride that is the PayPal story. This episode was more for the software engineers who seek entrepreneurial spirit. They want to open something, they want to create a startup that would skyrocket. And from its inception as a security software for Palm Pilots to the turbulent but groundbreaking path carved by a team of visionaries. It's fascinating to reflect on how much a company born out of the need to secure digital transactions became so much more. PayPal didn't just change the way we exchange money, it changed the way we think about money. In doing so, it laid the groundwork for digital economy. Now, thank you so much for joining me today in this journey into the heart of PayPal. It's been a ride full of intrigue, innovation, and insight, a story that underscores the profound impact of a group of determined individuals. Until next time, like always, keep exploring, keep questioning, and keep being curious and seeking the stories behind the brands that shape our lives. This is Behind the Brand. I'm Amir Rajari signing off. Stay curious and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.